Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 188 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, your host, and this week I focus upon how we can go about having Jesus as our model in all things. And I use some food for the head, heart, hands, and feet from St. John of the Cross and also from St. Bonaventure, um, St. Mother Teresa. I got some real rock stars this week. And also, you might not have ever heard of her, St. Pauline of the Heart of Jesus, but she just nails it in how it is that we can move towards having Jesus as our model in all things. I know I struggle with that. How can I be like Jesus when I struggle with concupiscence, my desire to do the things I know I shouldn't do and I do anyway? And how might I be able to love like he does? Because my first thought is I'm being inconvenienced and why are you wasting my time? (laughs) Not very saintly, is it? But the fact is, is that with God's grace, because of his great love for us, there's hope. There's hope for me, but especially there's hope for you. And this week, I share a bit of that hope of how you can have Jesus as your model in all things and be able to become that saint that he created you to be. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and I'll see you on the flip side. Christina Simmons with the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. And just a quick reminder that if you have not already subscribed to the podcast or to the YouTube channel, if you're watching this on YouTube, please be sure to do so and share this with a friend who you think might benefit from it. So without further ado, let's jump into our food for the head, heart, hands, and feet. So our food for the head comes from St. John of the Cross from his book, The Ascent to Mount Carmel. He writes, the strength of the soul consists in its faculties, passions, and desires, all of which are governed by the will. Now when these faculties, passions, and desires are directed by the will toward God and turned away from all that is not God, then the strength of the soul is kept for God. And thus, the soul is able to love God with all its strength. So there's a lot in here that if we have ears to hear, um, we're able to respond to and we're able to put into use in order to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And that's what it is, to love God with all our strength. But we have to understand that our soul is 
our faculties, our passions, and our desires. Now, you might be going, What's, what, are, what are my faculties? Well, th this is your intellectual capacities to be able to reason, to be able to discern. Uh, you know, so these are your faculties. Your passions are those things that you naturally gravitate towards. Uh, many times they can be called your motivations. Um, and in fact, you know, I've done work uh, with motivations, helping people or your temperaments, um, you know, so that your passions are kind of your innate self of how it is that you're going to just naturally respond. And your desires are those things, of course, that are deep in your heart and your mind that you're drawn to. Now, of course, because, and all of this is governed by your will. And this is important for you to remember. Everything is governed by your will. This is why to commit a mortal sin, it doesn't just take serious matter and, um, and, uh, and doing it, but, and, and knowing that it's wrong, but then doing it. So your will is always involved in any time that we sin. So I digress. So the fact is, is that your will is key and we need to be directing all of our faculties, passions, and desires, use our will to direct it towards God. This is when, when I talk about the idea of putting first things first, this is what is going on. You are using your will. You're making an active choice. You're saying yes to God, and you're focusing away from everything that is not God and you use that, your strength of, of your soul for God alone. And this is how, again, we're able to love God with all that we are. Um, many times, uh, and I'll use this analogy because it's such a beautiful one. Thanks again. Shout out to, to John Granger, my buddy, now Dr. John Granger. Um, and uh, he uses this analogy about the mind, body, and soul. And the fact is, is that the will directs the, the mind and the body. And our soul is what should be directing those things. But John on the cross goes a little bit deeper here. And he says, your will also is helping direct your soul, your faculties, your passions, your mind, your, and your, your body uh, in particular. So the analogy is, is think of a snowman. You got three balls, big ball, medium ball, little ball. If you've never watched Frosty the Snowman, do so. But most of us have probably seen the three-part snowman. Well, in our world today, in particular, we're flipped upside down. We are upside down snowman. So that what is uh, directing us is all of our passions and desires. It's our body. It's the big ball that should be on the bottom, but it's on the top. And that's the way our world is. Don't wait, instant gratification, etc. So our mind is able to direct our body. Okay. And our mind is the medium ball. And our will is a part of that. It's directing our mind. Um, and in fact, this is why you hear the phrase mind over matter, because we're able to be strong enough willpower to be able to, for example, lose weight or do an exercise program or to resist temptations at, at different times. But the fact is, is that because we are 
susceptible to concupiscence, in other words, that, you know, we're drawn to the things that we aren't good for us, we need the grace of God. And when we turn everything towards God and we align ourselves, become properly ordered, put first things first, become properly ordered, then God is able to give us the grace that we need in order to take this strength of soul that we're choosing, we're saying yes, to directing it towards God, and he'll give us the grace we need to be able to love him with all our strength. And how do we continue to practice that? Well, we continue to practice it by loving the Lord God with all our heart and also loving our neighbor as ourselves. So as we do that, then we continue to say yes, to choose God's will over our own. We choose to direct our will, to direct it, to be able to take charge of our faculties and our passions and desires. And when we're doing these things, then we're able to do the great things that God has in store for us, that he created us for. And this is what we have to be focused upon and be about. But it begins with our will. So we need to take our will and put first things first, put God first, and then become properly aligned by directing our passions and our faculties and desires all towards the things of God and let his grace help us with the rest. Our food for the heart comes from St. Mother Teresa, and she writes, I worry some of you still have not really met Jesus. One-to-one, -one, you and Jesus alone. We may spend time in the chapel, but have you seen with the eyes of your soul how he looks at you with love? Do you really know the living Jesus? Not from books, but from being with him in your heart. Have you heard the loving words he speaks to you? Ask for the grace. He is longing to give it. Until you hear Jesus in the silence of your own heart, you will not be able to hear him saying, I thirst in the hearts of the poor. Never give up this daily intimate contact with Jesus as the real living person, not just the idea. So this quote, by the way, is from St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And this was an excerpt from a talk that she gave to her missionary charity sisters. And although she was speaking to her sisters, and this is where the instruction about you're not going to be able to hear about, you know, hear the I thirst, Jesus is I thirst in the, in the hearts of the poor. The fact is, is that these words are for all of us. We need to ask these questions. Have we really met Jesus one-on-one? -on -one? Have we spent time with him? Have we been alone with him? Have we come to know the living Jesus, not just from books, but from time with him in our hearts? This is so important. Have you heard the words of love that he has for you? You know, if you haven't, 
or you don't think that you have, ask for him to give you the grace to be able to hear his voice, to be able to know of his love for you. Ask for the grace. When you can hear Jesus, the silence of Jesus in your heart, when you know that he is present in your heart, then what happens is that you are able to hear his I thirst in not just the hearts of the poor, but the hearts of everyone who is around you. And what's that I thirst? That I thirst is Jesus saying, I thirst for this one. I thirst for them, the fullness of who they are, who I created them to be. I thirst for them to come and to commune with me, to be with me, to walk with me, to know of my love for them. And I need you to be my hands and my feet to help them. Again, if you haven't heard the silence of Jesus in your heart, ask for the grace. Say, Jesus, I don't hear your heart. I don't, I don't hear your voice. I don't hear you in the silence. When I go to the silence of my heart and I spend time there, I don't hear you. Please. Grant me the grace so that I can hear your voice deep within. But to do that, we've got to spend time in silence. We can ask for the grace, but if we're never going to be silent, we're never going to hear him in the silence because we're not in silence. It's kind of logical, but sometimes we do illogical things because we're running away from what we think we might hear Jesus say to us because we might not trust in his love for us or we think that he's going to ask something of us that we're going to hate so we don't want to hear him so we drown it out with whatever it is so we need to spend time in silence we need to turn off all the noise and we need to become comfortable in silence and let me tell you the more time that you spend in silence the more you're going to be able to be comfortable in it. And I'm betting that you're going to hear Jesus because he's always talking to you. He always is. I know that we don't have a lot of radio nowadays, but frequencies, you know, we have to tune in. And many times we're not able to tune in because there's so much noise that we can't tell that we're not on the right frequency. So, there's tons of ways that you can spend time in quiet. You can go for a walk outside, go to adoration. You can turn off TV and just do chores around the house quietly. Drink your coffee without listening to something. Make sure to listen to my podcast, but no, I'm kidding. Turn off everything and listen to him. The choices are really limitless. But the real question you have to ask yourself is, how are you going to spend time in silence this week so that you can better hear Jesus' voice in your heart? Our food for the hands comes from St. Bonaventure. He says, in all your deeds and words, you should look upon Jesus as your model. 
Well, this is almost a duh, right? <laughs> um, kind of uh, advice. But how often do we forget this? How often are we looking to the model of someone else besides Jesus for how we go about doing things? About how it is that we go about saying things? Now, it's good for us to have models and for us to have mentors. This is good. But the model, the mentor, the premier one, needs to be Jesus. Jesus modeled how we need to be seeking to live out our lives, pouring it out for others. And this is very difficult in our selfish, self-indulged, self-focused, inwardly focused world. Because it's all about us, right? It's all about our brand. It's all about, you know, our, you know, who are we reaching? What are we doing? Um, it's about our feelings. It's about how have we been offended, how, et cetera, et cetera. Little, little nugget of wisdom here is that the more we grow in humility, which is what we need to be doing, more Jesus, less of me, but the more we grow in humility, the less offended we will be. Why? Because humility is the opposite of pride. Humility reduces our pride. That's why he must increase, I must decrease. But a little nugget of wisdom there tossed in. But the fact is, is that we need to be in our deeds, in our words, trying to spread the love and mercy of God to others. To everyone. Regardless of whether or not they're open to receiving them. And that's the most difficult thing, isn't it? Especially when it's our family and friends. When we're trying to be loving, we're trying to express how much we care for them and also share with them how much God cares for them, and they don't want to hear it. They could care less. And in the face of that, it's hard for us not to feel personally rejected. But the fact is, it's not about us. Okay? So if we remember that it's not about us, and by the way, look to Jesus for that model as well, because he tells us and shows us it's not about him, <laughs> okay? It was always about his father and doing what his father's will. We need to be striving to do the same thing. So even if we're distracted by anxieties, even if, you know, um, we're, we, we just are struggling to do kind, gentle, faithful, whatever it is, you know, to share those words, to share those actions. Even if we're struggling, even if they're rejected, we need to be like Jesus. Because Jesus was rejected, his own hometown you know, and this is where that phrase, you know, prophet gets no respect in his own home hometown. Okay. We saw it with Jesus. They tried to kill him, in fact. So why should we expect different? Why should we expect different? But we do. So look to Jesus as our model. Whenever any kind of challenge or persecution or rejection comes, persevere. If we're rejected, 
love them anyway. If we're misjudged, if someone speaks badly about us or falsely about us, accept that injustice and try to act mercifully towards them. St. Bonaventure tells us our model that we're going to be judged by is Jesus. And what did Jesus tell us everything's about? It's about love. We're going to be judged on how well we love. Did you love or did you not? Did you love in this instance or did you not? Were you my face of love? Because Jesus is love incarnate. Were you my face of love to others or not? So the question would be, do you need to be more patient? Or maybe you need to be more compassionate. Or maybe you need to increase in your faith. Or maybe you need to grow in trust or in perseverance. Whatever the virtue is that you need to grow in so that your deeds and words can become like Jesus, start there and ask for the grace if you can't figure it out ask for the grace to be given that wisdom to discern how it is that you need to grow and then go do it our food for the feet comes from saint pauline of the heart of jesus she writes be humble trust always and a great deal in divine providence Never, never must you let yourselves be discouraged despite contrary winds. Ooh, that's a hard one. Not just the be humble part, but the not to be discouraged despite contrary winds. At least that is for me. Now, humility, as I was just making mention before, is at the heart of our journey. Why? Because when we become humble, then we become childlike. And also, because we become childlike and trust, but also because our hearts and minds become that good soil in which the seeds of God's word can take root and can grow and can produce a harvest of 30, 60, 100 fold. So we have to go about rooting out any weeds, of course, or any rocky soil that might be in our hearts. Um, and humility is a perfect way to do that. I always remind myself that humility comes most often through humiliations. Now, humility is to not be less than or less than who I am, but rather to embrace the fullness of who I am not. I am not God. God is God and I am not. And humility is about us being able to see ourselves honestly of who we are not. We are not God. Therefore, we are not perfect. Therefore, we need to trust in God's wisdom and not be able and and not be afraid to see ourselves as we are 
which honestly is we're sinful and helpless without God. But when we recognize that with God's help, we can be the marvelous creations, the unique and unrepeatable creations that he created us to be, wow. We have to, bottom line, trust that it's God who's going to bring good out of all things. Regardless of how terrible things might seem, or however contrary the winds might be blowing against us. We need to be humble. We need to trust. When we do that, then we're going to be filled with hope. And then we're going to be able to be encouraged regardless of terrible circumstances. Right now, I'm <coughs> excuse me, making my way through the first volume of uh, George Cardinal Pell's prison journal. He was falsely accused of sexual um, abuse and misconduct, and personally, of him having committed these acts, and it was completely falsified. But he spent 13 months in solitary as he was waiting for his appeal to, uh, to go through the uh, the courts uh, system in Australia before he was completely exonerated. But the fact is, is that, you know, I was telling my spiritual director that I'm finding such great comfort in this of reading. And it's not because it's lofty spirituality, but rather it's because it's so evident of his hope and him not being discouraged. Now, was he discouraged on several days and, you know, things looked, you know, didn't, he couldn't figure things out, etc. He definitely was running into those things that he didn't like, didn't choose, couldn't change, and didn't understand. He was making sacrifices every day. But what was beautiful was, is just how much hope he has in the face of terrible circumstances he he could have been in jail for the rest of his life but he was hopeful and he was grateful because he was seeing the hand of god and people who were coming to his defense and were bringing out facts that he had no idea about that eventually exonerated him but this is what we have to do we have to believe and trust that God is going to bring about good from whatever it is that's going on right now. Might not be, you know, an unjust accusation that's been brought against you. It might be that you've lost your job, or it might be that a family member has turned away or cut off contact. Whatever it is, God will bring good out of it if we are humble, if we trust Him. And we always remain hopeful. So, what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, I kind of offered some in the midst of our conversation, but I'm going to be specific. So, one of the big ones is that we need to go and spend time in silence this week. However you do it. 
Is it go for a walk outside in the park? Is it go to adoration? Or is it to be intentional, just turn off the TV and or maybe drink your coffee uh, without listening or watching something? But the big thing is spend time in silence this week. Other suggestion would be for you to focus upon growing in whatever virtue it is that you need in order to become more like Jesus and then practice it each day in either deeds or words or go for a bonus, go for both. Last resolution is for you, regardless of what is going on, for you to respond to whatever circumstances might be going on, but to respond with hope. And one of the best ways that you can make sure that you do that, that you don't become discouraged, that you don't turn inward, is praying the rosary. Pray the rosary. Ask Mary to help you be able to grow in hope. Hey there, Christina Simmons. And just wanted to briefly invite you to participate in another special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. And this is the Summer to Fall Audio Online Retreat. This retreat is going to be C.S. Reading from the Spiritual Classic, The Soul of the Apostolate by Dom John Baptiste Chattard. And it's going to also include a brief reflection and a daily resolution that's all designed to help you incorporate and live out that wisdom in your daily life. So, I invite you to join me for this special way for you to be able to continue to journey towards holiness. Just go to the website, say yes to holiness.com and sign up today. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes, or you can visit my website, at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.